Well, hi, my name is Mark Tuchel, and welcome to my Living Sober Sucks But Living Drunk Sucks More podcast. This is the audio version of my written blog, and the title of this piece is Accepting the Irrational and the Illogical. You see, my mind is a mess. I like to believe that I think rationally and logically, but my brain has a mind of its own, and it usually plays tricks on my rational thinking through irrational and illogical emotions. But you know what? That's okay, because that's just part of being human. And I've come to realize that I'm trying to function and survive in the 21st century with a brain that was designed to work best in like 5000 B.C., Now, when we look at the neuroanatomy of the human brain, we find that we have all these various brain parts that help us protect ourselves from predatory animals, find food, and promote raw reproduction of our species. And these parts are things like the amygdala, pons, hippocampus, cerebellum. Now, the brain was not originally designed to drive a car, use an iPhone, shop on eBay, interact on Facebook, use online bill pay, or do online trading. These are all new concepts that our mammalian and human brain uh, has to learn about and adapt to. And, uh, And there are new types of pressures, technologies, societies, and interactions of a relationship that our brain hasn't yet evolved to understand and handle. But that doesn't mean we're a lost cause. Now, as far back as as Plato, many great thinkers believed that we have two different minds running inside of our brain, the unconscious and the conscious mind. You know, and there's so much that takes place within our unconscious mind, which then drives our feelings, actions, and behaviors that can be scary. It's, It's almost as if we really don't know ourselves or why we do what we do and emotionally feel the way that we feel. I like to tell myself that I use my conscious mind to rationally control my behavior, and often I do. But the information I observe from the world around me dictates the emotions I feel, which are rooted deeper in my unconscious mind. And those thoughts play on and affect my conscious thinking. Now, the purpose behind my ongoing study of neuroanatomy and psychology is to better understand all the crazy shit that was going on in my mind when I sobered up. I was experiencing thoughts, emotions, and drives which I had never fully or clearly dealt with before. And I would think, am I going insane? Where are these thoughts coming from? How come I don't have answers to thoughts and emotions I'm now feeling? Why do I feel a particular way now that I'm sober? Why do I no longer like this, but now I'm attracted to that? How can I make the best out of this new experience of vivid and lucid thinking? I knew that there were tangible answers, and I didn't want to just blindly swallow all of the popular traditional catchphrases that people use in recovery, and that's where an understanding of how certain parts of the brain function comes into play. Now, it would be nice to be able to rationally and logically interpret all the stimuli coming into our brain, but it doesn't work that way. The two aspects of the mind, the unconscious and conscious mind, do communicate, but not always seamlessly or the way we'd like them to. And it isn't that we're helplessly foolish or impulsive to our unconscious mind, but our unconscious mind plays a powerful role in decision-making, and decision-making is a conscious executive thinking function. 
Now, when we're drunk or under the influence of a mind-altering substance, these executive thinking functions don't function very well. I mean, examples would be having your pants fall off at the wrong time with the wrong person, crying for no apparent reason, or uh, getting into fights with people about stuff that you can't even remember the next day why or what you fought about. Now, the unconscious mind is very powerful in influencing how we feel emotionally and physically. See, there's biochemical processes that take place naturally and automatically in the brain. Now, this includes the release of endorphins, dopamine, vasopressin, oxytocin, norepinephrine, and, and all sorts of stuff. And when we're drunk, we just impulsively react to these biochemical changes. And when we sober up, we become confused as to what's taking place within our mind. We haven't dealt with these emotions through a clear mind. You know, the lows feel lower and the highs just aren't as rewarding. It's understandable why someone would relapse just to deal with the emotional confusion. I'm not endorsing relapse. I'm just saying that I understand why someone might. You know, knowing about all of the various parts of the brain and what chemicals they produce, what they do, and how they interact with one another doesn't automatically make you feel happy. But I do believe that it's important to realize and accept that natural chemicals are released by the brain and other organs in your body, which affect our autonomic nervous system. And this system affects blood pressure, pulse rate, breathing, arousal, anger, and fear, which then affects our parasympathetic, our unconscious nervous system, and our sympathetic, our conscious nervous system. Now, this is all taking place involuntarily while we're trying to intentionally temper our emotions and control our outward behavior. And when we're drunk, we don't worry about all these connections. We just do whatever we do. But when we become sober, all of these sensations are new and can feel overwhelming. So I invite you to do some studying of your own. Do a little research on some of these hormones and neurotransmitters that I've listed here. Oxytocin vasopressin, norepinephrine, and epinephrine. Now, an interesting note here is that small amounts of alcohol increases the concentration of oxytocin in the blood, and making some people horny and willing to boink anything. However, higher amounts of alcohol have the opposite result, leading to belligerence and violent outbursts, along with being too drunk to have sex. And that's not good for anybody, is it? So here's why I'd like to pass along some ideas for feeling happier. I mean, very simple actions can help your brain release feel-good chemicals. Now, while they won't get you high, they can lift your mood and help you enjoy life a little more. Small, positive actions stimulate the feel-good chemicals in your brain. And when these actions become habit, they will come naturally, and you'll feel mildly better and more connected with people. Now here are some real simple behaviors that will promote the release of feel-good chemicals. Yeah, I know they sound hokey, but they work. Smile at people more often. Say hello when you pass along someone when walking. Hold the door open for other people. Allow others to go through the doorway before you. Hold hands more often with your lover or your children. Hug longer, and when you're hugging, take a deep snort of your spouse's hair or neck. Breathe in the aroma of your children. These little behaviors promote the release of feel-good chemicals in your brain.
Now, another thing is to take your time to think rationally when you can. You know, thinking rationally and logical are slow actions. They take concentration. But that's why I'm asking you to practice simple behaviors. Did you ever notice how we're amazed at the performance of certain athletes, musicians, and leaders? I mean, we're in awe by firemen and pilots who save lives without thinking. I mean, they practice constantly, and their unconscious mind handles the fast, hard tasks. They follow their unconscious cues when faced with dilemmas that demand split-second thinking and action. They practice so that they are unconsciously always ready. So here's kind of my wrap-up on this. Remember that our brain has not really kept up with social, cultural, and technological evolution. Now, even for those of you who don't accept human evolution, just think about the social, cultural, and technological changes that have taken place over the past 100 years. Hey, if you're over 30 years old, look at the huge cultural and technological changes that have taken place during your own lifetime. Yes, the Bible speaks of how to treat one another fairly as human beings, but I haven't seen where it explains or foretells the coming of social media, the iPad, or how to use it. Evolution, or natural selection if you prefer, favors the fittest, and the fittest are not those who are violent, strong, or cruel. The fittest are those who have learned to engage in cooperative and collaborative social environments. Now, having a closed mind, an unpleasant disposition, or an uncaring attitude leads to isolation, insulation, sometimes loneliness, and often a shortened life of the perpetrator. Our brains are capable of rational thinking and executive decisions, but these are a slower process. While most of our brain parts are still designed for basic life maintenance, which is faster and reactive process. So try to go easy and go pleasantly. Consciously do things to promote the unconscious release of natural feel-good chemicals within your body. And this means to go easy on yourself and others. You and others may be acting and reacting to primal emotions and unconscious chemical releases which aren't synchronized with our current modern social environments. And when I say go easy, I'm not talking about blind altruism or complete forgiveness of others' transgressions. I mean, don't allow yourself to be used or taken advantage of, but be pleasant. Being pleasant helps you feel better, and it extends your physical health. You know, when it comes to making the best out of your own sobriety, go easy on yourself and on others. Let your sobriety and your thinking evolve. Let your mind evolve along with cultural, social, and technological changes that are sure to come with sobriety. Let your body reward you with natural feel-good chemicals by being calmer and a little friendlier. I mean, hey, what's the worst that can happen? You'll feel good for reasons which you won't cognitively know why, and you might make some new friends and really start to learn about yourself. All right, that's it. Thank you for spending your time listening to my uh, long-winded and kind of off-the-wall little explanation of the unconscious mind here. I mean, if you enjoy this stuff or you get something out of it, please tell your friends about my website. It's livingsobersucks.com, and I would like to thank you again for spending your very valuable time with me. My name is Mark Tuchel.